Teacher Podcasting Age. Hello and welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Girl franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Cheapo. And I'm Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we have a guest with us. Introduce yourself, please. I'm Portia, and um, I'm new here, so, (laughs) you know, uh, ready to have some fun and talk some magical girl. Yes. Before we discuss the episode, I have a few questions for you. So, you've never watched any other Pretty Girl franchise before this, right? Um, I didn't think so, but then I found out in my research that Glitter Force is, I guess, considered... Is that considered a part of a pre Yeah, it's like uh, the Power Rangers version of Pretty Cure Super okay. Sentai. So, I've, like, mindlessly watched a few of those episodes... So I guess you could say I've seen that, but not the original series. Series. Pretty, uh, Force is the English version. There's only a few of them, too. I yeah. forgot which seasons so. they've taken them from. Yeah, because I didn't know anything about it. I was like, one oh, of them's like cute. the Splash one, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know anything about Pretty Cure. That's my gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're putting I'm out right a new one you. for uh, Kira Kira Alamo, but mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly the... They've taken them from, like, random seasons. They didn't start with <laughs> Futawi Wa for some reason. Well, because that How one already got dubbed. That's true. <laughs> How many Pretty Curious are there? They're, Is it, like, Power Rangers with, like, five million? I want to say we are currently on the... Well, there's, like, 800 episodes. 15. <laughs> oh, God. 800 yet. <laughs> I remember it being a significantly larger number than other things that we were comparing it to. Yes, there's like almost 800 episodes. I'm pretty sure it was like 700 something. Wait, I'm gonna look up what season we're on. Bless you guys. I think it's like the... I want to... Ah, sorry. There are 16 seasons. Oh. Yes. 16. The season we're watching right now aired in 2004 mm-hmm. and each season like each year a new season would air so it's been airing for like 15 years now wow that is dedication yeah <laughs> that's great uh, a very good band, fan base you know to keep that going for that long so it's a testament to the the ip i guess yeah it's yeah. definitely a pretty well-loved franchise from what I've seen. Yeah. So, did you watch any episodes prior to this, or did you just watch episode 9? I watched the first episode because I felt like I needed to know, like, you know, the origin story. And, uh, because otherwise I'd probably be lost. So I watched that one. And then I watched... Did I watch two? Or... Hmm. I think I watched episode 2. Because I was trying to get a little bit of a grasp of the characters and then I like went in on my wiki page so I would like not be lost when you guys were like talking about all these people so uh, hopefully I can keep up (laughs) yeah I think this episode the only character you might not know is uh Geki Drago the because he only appeared okay yeah he's that uh Uga guy yeah the big guy (laughs) (laughs) now between Cure White and Cure Black. Which would you say is your favorite pretty cure? Oh man, um, that's like a hard question. I was thinking about that today because I was listening to the podcast to um get myself together, and I was like, that's kind of hard because I see aspects of myself in each of them. But I'd probably say Black, which um, ah. but like the world probably will see me as white until you get to know know me so yeah but probably black it's a good choice i think cure black's (laughs) a little bit more popular than cure white she's because cure white practices unsafe science (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, we know. <laughs> As he said. I'm never going to stop talking about it. You and can't you make me. <laughs> you shouldn't. Well, maybe in the future she will. We haven't seen. She hasn't done science in quite a while. She gave it up. That's true. <laughs> yeah, there was no sci- science in, in this episode. No. All I know is that the next episode is called Honaka Explodes, and I'm assuming there's a good reason. Whoa. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but yes. We are watching episode 9, Give Him Back, The Great Meepo Meepo Strategy. Or, Get Him Back, Operation Rescue. (laughs) I don't know, The Great Meepo Meepo Strategy is a... There's no strategy to it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, Nagisa kind of tries to have a strategy with those disguises. Yeah. (laughs) That part was great. I like that. I thought that bit was going to go on for longer than it did. Yeah. I thought she was going to have, like, two two more outfits, outfits at least. <laughs> yeah. But we start the episode with Nagisa staring at a mirror because she's getting ready for school. And she's thinking about what happened last episode, as she often does with these. She... Says that because of Meeple and Mipple, because they're so in love and they can't be apart, that the two of them have gotten closer, and they finally got to say what they wanted to each other last episode, and they are much closer in this episode because this is the first episode where they're referring to each other by their first names. Oh, yeah. yeah. She does have a line I wasn't quite sure of. Well, there's two things during this flashback to last episode that I wasn't sure about. One of them is... She says that they were able to beat Geki Drago while they were still fighting. No, wait. They were able... Hmm, sorry. It's because they said yeah, what they because, needed yeah. to say that they were able to beat Geki Drago, even that those things happened in reverse order. Yes, I was going to say that. I was like, they... <laughs> that happened out of order, Nagisa. Uh-oh. And the second thing is, she says, will it be okay if we're attacked while we're not fighting? I wasn't sure what she meant. Yeah, especially seeing how they've managed to beat the bad guys at least seven other times when they weren't fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the um, point of every episode, right? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> that much. That they beat the bad guy. <laughs> yes. Meeple, of course, has to be a jerk. So he's like, I noticed you've been paying more attention to your appearance, Nagisa. Is it because of that boy? This was such an artist- Artemis move to me. I was just like... Just like such a dick move to me that just like like is he like that all the time? <laughs> yeah, Meeple's terrible. Jeez, I was like, uh, she got she got stuck with the Artemis. Hanukkah got a better deal, I guess. I think Hanukkah definitely did get a better deal with her fairy partner. Even though Meeple always sounds like nipple to me every time you guys say it, I'm like, <laughs> I always like giggle. Meeple and Mipple. Who th- who thought of these names? Then I often <laughs> get their names confused. Because they're so close. Meeple is the yellow one and Mipple is the pink one? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Nagisa starts threatening Meeple, saying, you know what will happen if you don't stop. And he's like, I never said what guy I was talking about. Like, he's literally just, he cannot stop being mean to her about or having a crush on Fuji P. Yeah. And then she mm. threatened animal cruelty on him <laughs> by not fe- to not feed him. <laughs> I was like, wow. I, Hardcore. I want to point out, like, uh, this is the first time I think we've seen the school uniform without the jacket, and I think it looks a lot cuter without the jacket. It's just more contrasting colors. Yeah, nice red bow. I like that. <laughs> you know, I'm a sucker for character design. I realized that there was something different about the uniform this week, but I wasn't sure what it was. Why didn't I say this week? But you're right. It is. There's no jacket. We also get to see her brother pass by while she's fighting with a Meeple. And apparently her brother can't distinguish between her voice and Meeple's voice, so he... Actually, I don't think he hears Meeple. You don't? We never hear Meeple talking from the outside scenes. Huh. Hmm. I didn't notice that, but that is a good point. That maybe he just thought that she was talking to herself. Or maybe that he thought they were had the same voice, but... Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. 
All I know is he's watching her and they might, you know, try to commit her in a little bit because he got the mom into it at the end. I was like, oh no, I'm kind of scared for her. Yeah. I think she's talking to herself. I get the feeling that eventually her brother is going to like walk in on her talking to Meeple and realize what's going on. I hope so. Yeah, she got a cell phone before he did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd be salty about that. Go ahead. Yeah, I'd be salty about getting a cell about my sister getting a cell a cell phone before me. So, yeah, he has reason to be salty. We hear. Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say we hear Meeple say that he's not feeling well when she says that she won't feed him, but she doesn't really believe him, which is fair. That's some Meeple try to thing to pull. Yeah. <laughs> thing to try to pull let me say those words in the proper order <laughs> <laughs> yeah see since this was my first time watching i wasn't sure if he was like bsing or not i was like should she believe him or is she just being really mean right now well but i guess what is... since you said that's kind of his wheelhouse <laughs> yeah i mean in previous episodes he has tried to like sweet talker and to get things that he wants from nagisa so i have to believe that this is not the first time he would lie to her in order to get something. Polaroid of Meeple with don't believe his lies written on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask, Portia, what did you think of the opening? Did you listen to it? Oh, you're talking about the, the theme song? Yeah. Oh, it was a bop. I was like, oh, this is a bop. I like this. I was shaking my little shimmy in and stuff. I was like, I like that. It's very, um, it's very repetitive, but it's got like a very catchy, um, uh, melody rhythm yeah i liked it good animation yeah very good theme song i definitely agree yes yeah did you also listening also listen to the end yeah the th- the ending song yeah that's a pretty good song too like I, it's not as clear in my mind as the um theme song is but yeah i did i remember liking it too which is like you know one of the things of I look for in an anime series like is the theme song good? It's like a really good uh, tenet for me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think Pretty Cure overall has a lot of good music. I think it gets better over time, especially once yeah. the uh, animation turns to three D for the openings and endings. Oh. And I always love when um, anime shows um, like they'll hit like a different arc. And then they'll like change their whole like theme song and stuff like that. It's like, oh, it's so exciting. I love, I wish American shows did that more often or did that. But I think it's just like a really cool thing that, you know, animes do. Yeah. I think that would definitely would be cool. Yeah. Uh, where am I in my notes? Yeah. I'm uh, we were at breakfast where Nagisa's oh, yeah. family is just acting <laughs> like she's probably going to snap at any second. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put her in the home. <laughs> <laughs> yes they all like watching her and her mom's like would you like some more food do you need one she's like no i, I haven't even finished what i'm already eating now do you think they asked her that because um she was talking to him about needing food or something like that i'm just not maybe. putting that together mm, maybe maybe they think so, she's so not like, why she ask her that yeah but she manages to leave home and her mom's not completely convinced that something's going on right now she's like she's seen pretty normal but her brother's like no there's there's something weird (laughs) happening with nagisa so once she leaves people again try to say he's not feeling well and nagisa is like no you made me look like a crazy person in my own home i'm just gonna ignore you yeah he looked pretty intense in there i was feeling bad after she snapped him close he was all red-faced and puffy i was like oh maybe he's not lying yeah and nagisa gets to school and she learns that there's gonna be a pop quiz in math and one of her friends has a really good line of maybe i should just go home (laughs) mood (laughs) (laughs) math is as I always say, the worst. Yeah, I wrote down, surprise math is the worst math. Like, no. Come on. Can't even prepare for it. Right. It could be worse. She could have had to memorize radians until 
everyone in the class got it right and do it every single day for a month. Ooh, see, I'm that... no I'm math dumb because I don't even know what a radian is. What is the radian? <laughs> is that something you had to do? Yes, it's something I had to do. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Ooh, smarty pants. It was like it has to do with the measurements around a circle. Oh, okay. <laughs> and who should show up but Honoka? Yeah, uh so when they start, you know, being friends here. Nagisa's friends are like, wait, when did you two get so close? When, like, last episode, they were like, did, are you two having a fight? Yeah. So I'm like, what's... You know that they have some sort of relationship. I guess they didn't think they were on a first name basis, because that's, like, a, b- a big deal, I guess, in Japan. Yeah. So. And then I wrote down that they're probably going to be, like, Naru. Do you think they're going to be Naru without the series eventually? Like, it's going to be her and Honoka eventually? <laughs> we'll never see the two friends again? I don't... Uh think so we've seen a decent amount of them like consistently at the very least i think as long as there's a school in the episode i think we'll probably see them oh, okay <laughs> i'm trying to remember back when i first watched this i feel like they stick around i don't think they get uh pushed out i'm not sure if they're around in the next season because that is this that's one of the few uh seasons that's a direct sequel because they do introduce another character that's good she's a better friend but i really hope her friends stick around because they're a lot of fun yeah uh speaking of new characters uh the next scene takes place in the datsuku zone yes and who is this discount tm (laughs) (laughs) he was one of the guys we saw him once before when they were uh i think it was we've seen him a few times once when they were Right before Pissard was uh, murdered, where they're like, Pissard sucks and one of us should take over. And then after he was destroyed, he was there. I said he looks kind of like Piccolo because he's bald and he has pointy ears. Yeah, I just, I do not remember him <laughs> at all. He doesn't have a name yet. I don't know if he's going to be the next guy we get once uh, Geki Drago kicks the bucket. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Although, we didn't see anything about Geki Drago before Geki Drago showed up, so maybe not? Maybe not. There is at least, I'm trying to think of how many people we saw, there is the sexy lady. Yeah, there was a total of five, I think. Yeah. That would make sense, because they all have the, uh, Pusum Stones, and, uh, except for two of them, which Meeple and Mipple have. Yes, the Chaos Emeralds. Um... What did you think of our bad guys, Parsha? Um, he kind of got overshadowed by the the big guy. I was kind of he could took most of the frame up for me. And I'm sitting here thinking, I was like, um, do the baddies in the show have like a naming convention, like how on Sailor Moon they're all rocks? Is there like a connection between Passard and Geki Drago, and are they just like random names? Do you guys know? I was just wondering. I think they're just random names because the only other character name that I know of the bad guys is Poisony. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just, okay. I don't, yeah. Before I looked his name up, I thought it was like, like Uga. The monsters of the week don't have names either because they're just called oh, yeah, Zakena. <laughs> yeah. Which, we'll talk about him later, but that thing really creeped me out this week. I was like, whoa, when he came up on the screen, the Zakena for the week. I was like, whoa. Ooh. But we'll talk about oh, him later. Oh, yeah, that's Zakena. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, I'm trying to remember the others' names, but I don't think there's anything that really connect them. Okay. Uh, he does, so, the Jakku King is pretty much saying, like, come on guys, where's the stone? And he says that their time is limited, so I'm not sure if that means if you mess up enough times, you're gonna suffer the same fate as Pissard, or if there's a time limit... On freeing Jakku King. I think it might be the second one, but not in the way of like there's a hard time limit, but more in the way of the longer the uh, the good guys have to get used to their powers, the harder it's going to be. Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. Maybe. I do know something that's going to happen later, like in the middle of the season, but I don't want to give it away. Hmm. So stay tuned. Uh... The pointy bald guy. 
uh, tells Geki Drago, don't crush them. We need them alive because they know where the stones are. Although I guess technically the 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 Xuhu zone knows where the stones are, at least two of them, because they're with Maple and Mipple. The only stone they don't know the location of is the one that Pissard has had. Mm-hmm. But we cut back to school, and Nagisa is kind of like walking down the stairs with her head hung down because she didn't do so well on that math test. <laughs> Yeah, we learn later that she doesn't get a single question right. <laughs> that was a pretty funny scene that the teacher's like, Oh, Masuno-san didn't get one right. I was like, poor Nagisa. <laughs> she opens up the Meeple phone and sees that Meeple is kind of like, his face is all red, and like, there's like, like, not smoke, but like, Yeah, steam. steam. That comes out it's of- It's not smoke. Oh, he's an overheated phone. Oh, and she did- from the steamed meeples we're having. <laughs> <laughs> well, joke's nothing. We can continue. <laughs> and she learns that a uh, meeple is actually sick. You know, he wasn't lying to her this this time. And I wrote down. And who should show up but the vice principal? What a weirdo. And he's like, "You're not supposed to have phones in school. I'm going to take that." And she's like, "Please don't mm. take." Not just phones. The rule is you're not allowed to have anything unnecessary at school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is the dumbest rule I've right, ever heard. If it was unnecessary, you might need it. I mean, how do you know until you need it? Like, she might need a phone. I wrote down, this is such a Japanese problem. Like, in America, <laughs> this would not require, like, half as much as ever. This She had to get back to try to get the phone. Like, you'd probably just call your mom or... Like, mom, they took my phone. Can I get it back? And then they'll give it back to you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems uh, later that he wasn't actually going to give it back to her after school. Like, he was just going to keep yes. it. Which was weird Dirt to me. Bag. I was like, you going to steal her phone now? Comic books are one thing. But that's like an electronic device. That's a lot of money. This is like... This is something that I've seen in, like, other media as well. Which I guess... I've never had anything confiscated to the point where it's a lot of shows show the thing as like, oh, the teacher confiscates it and then it's stuck in a drawer until the end of time. Yeah. And you're never seeing it again. That's not realistic. In my experience, you usually just get it back, if not at the end of the day, then like at the end of the semester. Yeah. Yeah. In my experience too, like teachers might take things, but they'll give it back to you like Especially if, like, if they take your phone, they would just give it back at the end of school. Mm-hmm. If a teacher took something from me and they're like, I'm just going to keep this forever, I would be pretty pissed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I shouldn't be using it during class, you but, can't. like, you can't just take right. my stuff. <laughs> Once the vice principal has taken the meeple phone, Honoka shows up and she's like, is something wrong? And she's like, yeah, my phone just got taken. Well, she just says meeple. But they mm-hmm. do cut to the uh, faculty office, and we get to see another card, because Meeple, not Meeple, Mipple, is like, you need to use the palp card in order to cure him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And did the uh, palp card, did she look like kind of like a bird-like to anyone else? She's like a mushroom or something. I- don't remember what it looks like. I just remembered it being kind of, kind of cute. I don't know. I think it looked like an anthropomorphic mushroom or something to me. I can't remember what it looked like all the way either, though. I'm not sure if I got bird from it. Let me Google palp card pretty here and see what comes up. I have the episode in front of me. Her, like, arms and legs, and she has, like, a little tail, they kind of look like a bird, but her face is kind of just like the face that a lot of the, uh, People from the Field of Light have? The Meepos. Yes, the Meepos. Because she has, like, pink bird arms, I think. What it looks like to me. I mean, I guess as the fairies, they can look like whatever they want. They don't have to be... Because the Meeples, like, Mipple and Meeple, don't really look like any animals. Mm, I would argue they look like generic mammal. Yeah. But if you saw them, like, on the street, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I, I have a picture. It does look kind of like a bird. Like if Farfetch'd was an anime girl. <laughs> oh, I see it, yeah. 
the little tail. Yeah, it oh. is kind of. It's like a chancy far uh, far fetched um, mashup. It's got a little chancy too. Oh, you're right. So if anyone's wondering what a chancy and a far fetched look like combined, just look up the <laughs> palp card. P A L P. How many of those cards do they have? It's just like what my friends told me on the <laughs> playground. How many that Pokemon fusions were <laughs> happening? Did you ask how many cards yeah. they have? Do they keep all of them? You know, on themselves at all times, or they just keep like five or six with them? Do they? Oh, they have the carrying oh. pouches, and I think there's only like it looks like there was only like ten cards per person, but I couldn't. This have is been why I'm wrong. not a magical girl. I can never keep up with all those cards. <laughs> Even if, they, if I didn't have a pouch, I'm like, where's my pouch? Oh no. I think the most important card is the one they use to transform. But they also, the ones we've seen are the palp card this episode. They have the food card to mm-hmm. feed them. They have to like swipe cards every time they have to feed them. There's the go to sleep card. Yes. <laughs> a personal favorite of mine. <laughs> I think those are the only cards we've seen them use the, for them. But it seems like there's probably a bit more, because each mm-hmm. card is representative of one of the residents of the Field of Light. You know, like how in Chain of Memories, uh, everyone was turned <clears throat> into cards. See, now I'm invested. <laughs> oh, you just had to say those three I words. I vaguely know Chain, Chain of Memories, memories <laughs> only because of Kingdom Smarts, and then only because a little bit. I'm probably, like, just under Jake and understanding <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts of it all. So I... Beer. Chain of Memories is my favorite Kingdom Hearts game, and I'm the only one who says that. <laughs> I'm sure there's other people out there. Not me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, each card is someone who was in the Field of Light, but now they're just a card. Mm-hmm. To use to because take because they don't have the gems to let them. That's why they're be trying to look for right them. Right I get yes. it. I get it. Okay, it's coming together. <laughs> Uh, but because Mipple hears that Meeple is, one, kidnapped, and two, sick, yes. she is extremely worried. She is. She says that the Field of Rainbow is a hard place for them to survive, <laughs> to survive and to begin with, and that everything that has happened has taken a toll on Meeple's body, which I guess is fair. A lot has happened. Mm-hmm. And Nagsa starts to realize that what she did this morning was not a yeah. good idea. So she just goes in to the Foxy office. She's like, she hears Meeple say that. And she's like, all right, I just got to go get him back. And she like shuts the door so Honoka can't join her. And she walks over and she's kind of like, she says, you know, I really need my phone back. Like, I need it. But the vice principal is like, no, there's no way I'm going to give it back to you. And like, she keeps trying, but he keeps like shutting her down. Like, no, it's not going to happen. I can't give it back to you. You're not supposed to have anything unnecessary. It was very um, good of her because I don't know if I would have went back and asked him because I probably would have figured it would have been futile anyway. So, you know, good on her for, you know, actually trying to be honest and like, I really just need my phone back. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it didn't work out for her. Right. So they they decide to go with uh, Nagisa's extremely good heist plan of heading to the drama club room and putting on a disguise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I need about five work outfits because that was just like a great little segment. <laughs> it was so cute. It was, was definitely good. Because first she tries to impersonate a ramen seller. She's like, I'm here to pick up the bowls. Which implies to me that the teachers here are just like ordering ramen and eating it during lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Which is fair, yeah. And the vice principal is like, I don't eat ramen. If we have any bowls, they're going to be in the break room. Yes. This is also when she hears that she did not do good on the test. She didn't get anything right. On the math test, yeah. <laughs> she then tries Now, the second disguise I don't time. really understand. Uh, she said it's home delivery? Yes. Oh, wait. Before we get to that, uh, when she fails the first time with the ramen disguise... Uh, Honoka has a very good line when she comes out. She's like, considering you were taking drastic measures, you sure used a half-measured technique, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's a little harsh, isn't it, Honoka? 
Like, yeah, I mean, the disguise would have like, worked. <laughs> I'm sorry, Portia, you were going to say something. On... She, I was like, I don't see you coming up with any plans, Honoko. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> yes, but she tries to do another one where she's like, home delivery. And he's like, what does he say? He says, uh, didn't order any or something like that. Yeah. I don't know what, what was, what is home delivery? Is it it just like regular food delivery? (laughs) They had Amazon 20 years before us. It's Japan. They, they are, they're ahead in everything. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't sure because she wasn't carrying anything. So it's not like she was trying to actually deliver or something. It could have been maybe like, um, like how restaurants and maybe schools, maybe they get like school supplies or something delivered maybe maybe she could have been acting like one of those guys i'm that's what i took it as yeah googling home delivery service just gives me like either grocery delivery services or blue apron (laughs) they were doing blue apron before we were you know Mm -hmm. japan's ahead of the times yes japan you know they have everything before us so but we get to see after that fails we get to see nagisa's cool aunt Yes. Yeah, I was, was all about her. I didn't know who she was, but I thought she was totally cool. I she's I teacher? don't think she's actually related to Nagisa, but I just assume she is because they ha- she has that big ant energy. Yes. <laughs> she was someone who was on the lacrosse team before, so that's how Nagisa knows her. If I can remember correctly from what we learned about her. Uh, what episode was it? I was like... Uh, it was the episode where they go to the mall. Yes. It feels like that's four or five when that happened. But I wasn't expecting her to show back up. Yeah, I thought she was maybe a teacher or something, the way she just popped up. So, does she just hang around the school normally, or that uh, was like... She runs a food truck. Yeah. Oh, okay. She okay, went to this school, sense. but now, uh, she's graduated. Oh, okay. At least, I think she's graduated. I'm trying to remember what happened in that episode. What exactly? Because I remember Nagasa saying that she was on the cross team, and that's how yes. they knew each other. She at the very least graduated from the middle school. Yeah. She may still be a high schooler or something with a part-time job at the food truck, but it is unknown. I think it's she's graduated from high school because she started the food truck to, like, pave her own path in life. Oh, I thought she worked for, like, underneath someone. No, I think this is uh, a business she runs. Oh, cool. If the I'm American. wrong, uh, just at the Twitter account and be like, this is actually what she does. Uh, but she mentions that the vice principal actually just confiscates everything to cover up the fact that he like reads all of the comic books he confiscates and yes. can't just confiscate comic books without it being weird. I didn't understand that. Just go to the manga store. Why does he have to have such shame around it? <laughs> just go to the manga store. Why do you have to steal it? Does he think it's you know, he's not befitting of an educator? <laughs> he's a grown, mature man. He just can't go buy comic books. Don't think so. Think about how it look. Although I think confiscating a bunch of stuff from people just so you can get comic books from your students isn't exactly, like, a good thing. No. Then it's impractical, too, because what if you get, like, attached to a certain series... And maybe you're, you've you got, like, number two, and then the next one you get is, like, number 15. Like, you can't keep up a continuity that way. Like, just go to the store. Stop stop being like this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this episode will change his mind after he's been attacked by a, by a model. I mean, he got literally possessed a couple episodes ago. I don't think anything's going to change his mind about anything. Right, that won't change your life. <laughs> I thought he was going to get possessed again this episode, and I really, part of me wished he did, because it would have been a funny running gag if he kept getting possessed by Geki Drago. <laughs> well, there's a Kana summoned by Geki Drago. He seems inept enough to, to have that happen to him, like, 20 times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Sailor Moon can have uh, Naru have her to Jane 20 times, why not introduce a gag where... This weird vice principal gets possessed over and over again. Yeah, they missed the opportunity there. <laughs> so every now and then it cuts over to this, like, just a meeple in, like, while the phone's closed and we just see meeple sticking his tongue out. 
And I really didn't need to see it. <laughs> yeah, At all, either. let alone yeah. however many times they showed it to us. It made me feel weird. <laughs> they try to emphasize that he's very sick. I'm also very sick. You don't see me sticking my tongue out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why did he have to stick his tongue out? It just like creeped me out and like it. <laughs> I, I, I wrote it. down that he's kind of like panting like a dog. Yeah. In those scenes, but also we can't see your face. How do we know that your tongue isn't being stuck out? Because I'm not talking like this. I saw talk like this. But yeah, I wrote down, Meeple gonna die. Because they just kept on, like, emphasizing that he was just, like, in, in his case, just, like, panting and, like, like a dog. I was just like... Yeah, it definitely seems to be, like, the way it was going. Like, Meeple never says that he'll die, but it's very implied that if he doesn't get cured, he will die. Yeah, but then when um, the card lady showed up, he acted like he didn't even want her to, like, help him out. So I was like, "Are you, were you really going to die this whole time? Like, you should have been like, yes, please, give me the medicine. Or was I mean, just, like, I don't know. Again? If someone came out with me with a giant syringe, even if I was dying, I might be a little hesitant. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Pretty Cure decides to wait until the vice principal leaves the school to just go into the office and take it. Yeah. They're hiding, like, under the stairs behind a bunch of, like, boxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, during this time, Honoka's like, you know, it's kind of like what happened with me and you. Like, we were kind of- well, no, Honoka doesn't say that. I think Nagisa starts saying it. Like, how they were forced into a situation- together and they just fought all the time but look at what happened now you know they didn't fight all the time either is the thing yeah i was i didn't really feel like what nagasa was saying is the same as what happened with her and honoka that they fought often and but then something happened and now they're friends and it's definitely not the case with meeple and nagasa because we see right at the end that they go right back to fighting with each other Mm-hmm. But Nagasa is very concerned about Meeple, and she does feel a lot of regret that she didn't take him seriously. We also... Before we cut to the vice principal leaving, we see this giant cloud that comes over the school to indicate that the Dusuku Zone is here. It looks like he read at least like five different comics. How late is it, do you think? <laughs> It is after dark, so I'm gonna guess probably like 8 p.m. Yeah, like 8 or, eight or 9, 7 or 8. That's my guess. <laughs> yeah, because Nagasa and Honoka are like asleep when we cut back to them. After he leaves, hit the faculty. Fal- fa- Actually, it may be a little bit earlier because we know that it is at least cold enough outside where they need to wear ja- light jackets. So maybe 7. Yeah. But he definitely spent, like, hours just reading comics, which is relatable. But I feel like you could just take them home and read them there, dude. And then you don't have to worry about I was just going to say that. I was going to say that. Like, is he married or something? Like, he can't take them home to read them? He's married to his job. Oh. <laughs> One of those people. Yes. Oh. Uh, He's very yeah, dedicated he to his job. Yeah, I was going to... I was thinking that, too. Sorry. No, I was just saying, I was thinking of that too. Like, why didn't you just take him home? It would have been more comfortable and then he could just take him back. Like, there wasn't a spell in the books where he had to keep them in the, the drawer or whatever like that. But yeah, continue, continue. When he leaves, because he does put the comics back in the box before he leaves. And he sees the phone and he's like, oh yeah, I took a cell phone earlier. And he tries to open it, but it won't open. It's also very warm. Yes. Because Meeple is very sick, so I can't imagine. It's like when you have your phone on for too long and it's just really hot in your hands. Yeah, you mm-hmm. leave it in the car on a sunny day. And then we get to see Arzakena of the episode. Who has possessed a one of those science like models that's like half person, half like your internal muscle. organs. Oof. Half a muscle yeah. butt suit. Yes. yes. Oof. That creeped me out so bad, you guys. I was like, woo! 
when it popped up, I was like, what the heck is that? And then I was like, oh, it's a model. But yeah, that was creepy for this to be my first episode. I was like, do they always have creepy crap like this? I was yeah, like, yeah, you missed the this. episode with the cute bears. Or you missed the episode where Gecky Dragon was just inside of a tree. <laughs> I'm definitely going to go back and watch. <laughs> <laughs> there are some good I kind of like. With Geki Drago, some of the Zakana have been like actual living creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was supposed to be a whole gimmick about not wanting to hurt the living creatures, but they only used that move once. Yes. Huh. Ugh. <laughs> and I can't blame you for finding the Zakana creepy, because once it like Nagasa and Honoka go to see why the vice principal is screaming, it kind of like gets on on, on off like it's like searching his like unconscious body and then it like jumps from like all fours to start chasing them down the hallway oh yeah i absolutely hate the noise it makes when it runs yes as it was shambling down the hallway towards them i was so like it makes like it makes the sound as if you were dropping a bunch of plastic tubes on the ground every time it takes a step and i hate it (laughs) yes Eventually, they run out of school, and it hits the shoe lockers and falls apart. And they keep running, except for they're like, oh, wait, we gotta go get Meeple. And then Geki Drago is just standing on one of those stands where a statue is supposed to be. And he's, like, posed. And it was very funny just when they cut to him just standing there. Yeah, I mean, I saw him in the background, and it took me mm-hmm. a second to realize that it was Geki Drago, and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. It was very Ginyu Force. I liked it. <laughs> yes. But he has the Meeple phone, and Nakasa is kind of, like, begging him, like, I, you need to give me Meeple back. Meeple is gonna die. He's very sick. I need to cure him. And Geki Drago thinks, like, oh, no, if Meeple dies, I'm gonna be in serious trouble. So he's like, yeah, I'll give it back to you. And then the moment they get it back, Honoka's like, okay, you can transform now. And Geki Drago's like, oh no, you tricked me. (laughs) (laughs) No offense to Geki Drago, but I don't think it would be hard to trick him. Geki Drago gets, like, pissed hard. You know, he wasn't, like, the best, but I feel like Geki Drago gets, like, the worst of it because... He summons the Zakana back, and it, and it like, gets big. It gets very big, and he's like, "That was that was extra creepy." It's like, yeah. "Oh, this thing that looks kind of like it's made out of human muscles." It now looked, it's giant. It looked so Attack on Titan. I was like, "Ugh!" It looked really. That was it was like a really Attack on Titanish looking thing. It looked just like the giants. It was so gross. <laughs> it was so gross. And he tells the Zakana to go attack them. And it immediately steps on him. And once it does, they're like, well, time to transform. Yes. Yeah. But much like the magical boy show Ben 10, if you transform while sick, you get sick. Yes. I didn't get it. I was like, why couldn't she just have like cured him real quick and then transformed? Well, we see later tension. that after he gets cured, he falls asleep. That's true. Oh, that's true. Okay. And we don't know if they can transform while Meeple and Meeple are asleep. Although, I would love to see that happen. Because I feel like they would also fall asleep immediately. Yeah, if this is any indication. That seems about right. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I brought it up with the Ben 10 comparison. Um, after they transform... Uh, Nagisa is sweating and feverish just like Meeple was. Yes. I wish it had more of an effect, but, like, that's basically all it is, like, ah, Nagisa's just a little extra sweaty. Yes. Her face is also a little red. Also, if you're listening to this episode, the episode before this will be an episode about Ben 10, but we haven't recorded that yet. Well, you didn't have to say anything. Well, they're gonna know. <laughs> I love Ben 10. But see, they're all connected. Ben 10 and Pretty Cure. They're the same show, actually. Oh. Ben 10's a magical girl anime. It is. 
Well, I can't wait to hear this episode. <laughs> Sounds like one of those tweets. In this in this essay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I do that a lot on this show. <laughs> where I'll, I'll just come to some radical conclusion and present it like one of those tweets. <laughs> Well, yeah, I will be tuning in. That sounds very, very interesting. I want to see these parallels you speak of. They managed um, to uh, just get rid of Jackie Drago pretty quickly because after they transform, they do their big move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, they get rid of the Zakana by just attacking Jackie Drago instead. Yes, because he manages to lift the foot off his head and he immediately gets blasted up into the sky. Also... Once they destroy the Zakana, the building, the school building, seems to be fine. Is that just a symptom of their magic? I think it's part of the magic, because didn't something similar happen when um, Pissard and the Zakana attacked the art museum? You're right. I totally forgot. You know, I just wiped Pissard out of my mind. I don't know why. He was so cool. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I only saw one episode of him. He looked pretty cool. I like this whole get-up. It was like a... I don't know how to do, like a Ziggy Stardust Listen, type dude. I like Pissard. I don't like saying his name. Yeah, that's a horrible name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pissard. It's unfortunate that he has that name that has the word piss in it. Unfortunate name, but fortunate face. He's very pretty. You know, where do you think they get their names? Do you think they were like born in the Dexuku zone? Or did like Yeah, the dark dude definitely just gave them their names. Yeah. He stole the crystals and was like, okay, I'm going to turn these crystals into my henchmen because I'm actually just a very weird Dr. Eggman. <laughs> I mean, he can't do- go anywhere. Of course he'll turn them into the minions. He just pulled up a random name generator and just gave them whatever name popped out when he made them. Hmm. Do you think at any point the dark dude tried to just stick all five crystals into a single being? Maybe. Because that probably would have been pretty powerful. I imagine so, but maybe it wasn't like... Maybe it was too much power. Yes. I still like the theory that you had before it was proven wrong, that he just ate them and he has five tails. (laughs) 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 Um... Yes, but once they defeat Geki Drago, they cure Meeple, and he falls immediately asleep after he mm-hmm. is stabbed in the butt with the yep. syringe. Yeah. Uh, and then they also go back and pick up the vice principal, and Nagisa just tells him, or hands the phone back, instead of just keeping it. Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden, they got a, a good excuse <laughs> For them to have it. Didn't they call it like a good look charm or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Honoka says that they're called, that they're good luck charms. When you could have just said calculator, that probably would have been more believable. Oh, yeah. See, I feel like maybe it wouldn't matter because now they have dirt on him. They're like, we know that you've been reading comics. We won't say anything. And I felt like they were going to go into that. Like, if you give me back my cell phone... I won't tell people that you're taking comic books from students to read. <laughs> I think they did kind of reference it. They were like, yeah, he's like, what about the comic books? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we know, or something like that. So I guess that maybe they have like a mutual understanding. Yeah. They also tell him that he's been reading too many comic books, and that's why he imagined that model had attacked him, that it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. So it seems he doesn't remember when he was possessed uh, before Bad Kiki Drago. Yeah, that sounds about right. characters in these types of shows don't tend to remember when they got brutally wounded by an evil being from the dark dimension which is probably for the best (laughs) yeah mental health wise and we end the episode on yes it's the next day and uh Nagisa tries to greet Mipple not Mipple Meeple uh cheerfully but he's like, no, I remember what you did to me the other day. I'm not going to be nice to you. And they immediately start fighting. And outside listening is her family again. Yep. Their mom is setting that psychologist this time her mom's like, speak. oh yeah, something's wrong with Nagisa. 
And that is how the episode ends. <laughs> and next week, we get to meet Honoka's parents. And then Honoka explodes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's true. She does. Ex- the, the title does say she explodes, so. With happiness? It's hard to tell with this show. <laughs> so, Portia, what did you think of the episode? It was really good. I think it was a good episode for me to kind of step in because it was kind of like a bottle episode. So I didn't have to know too many characters and it was a good plot and the monster was cool. So I really liked it. Yes. Thank you for coming on to talk about it with us. Thank you for having me. Yes. It was fun. It was great to have you. Thank you. It was so great to be here. And feel free to come back anytime. Totally, totally will. Totally, totally Do you think totally. you'll keep watching? Yeah, I think I will. Yeah. I love uh-huh. some good magical girl stuff. I have converted one more person into the fold of Pretty Care. <laughs> it's my secret agenda all along of starting this podcast was to get other people into Pretty Care. <laughs> well, you have succeeded, ma'am. <laughs> but yes, where can we find you online? Should you wish to be found... If you wish to find me, um, I'm on Twitter most of the time um, at uh, Darkskint Daria. Uh, and that's mainly where I am, yeah, if you need to find me. Um, you know, just a lot of retweets, uh, some drawings sometimes, random ramblings if you want. <laughs> if you want to find this podcast, you can find us at Prepod Engaged on Twitter. And if you're looking for me, Charlie, I'm at Magical underscore Pride. And you can find me on Twitter at Madlobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. I'm going to keep saying it too fast for anyone to understand. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find this show's, what I'm going to call a sister podcast, uh, over at Kids and Their Dog. It is a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast that I host over there. It also has a Patreon now. So maybe go check it out. Yes. Give Cassidy and Lava your money. Give me your money. (laughs) This podcast Uh, doesn't have a Patreon, but if you want to give me money, just hit me up. uh, But yeah, speaking of that Patreon, Charlie was actually on the only Patreon bonus episode that's over there where we talked about Detective Pikachu. And you should definitely go see Detective Pikachu. I don't know when this episode's going up, and if Detective Pikachu is still in theaters, but if it is, go watch it. If not, then wait like another month and then buy the DVD. But until next time, we need your help, Meepo. Meepo. (laughs) You sound so sad at the end. I couldn't say it too much louder. (laughs) My throat is being extra weird right now. It's okay. You're channeling Meepo. Of this episode. No! <laughs>